You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai I 103.8. Hi guys, welcome along to Lunch with Lloyd and this very special podcast. My name's Mark Lloyd and uh, we had some fabulous things to talk about on the show. What was your nickname at school? Well, I mine was Big Ears, but we had a lot of people with better ones than that on our show, let me tell you. We also headed out to Gulf Photo Plus. They've got a lot happening over there at Al-Sakal Avenue when it comes to photography and revisiting the old style of photography actually developing your own pictures uh, we also talked some theatre with the Wolves that's going to be happening at the Junction this weekend and the Queen Experience later on in September Ian Beatty steps into the role of Freddie Mercury he told us how he gets into character and some of the most demanding songs from the catalogue of Queen do enjoy it and join me live on the show weekdays from 11 o'clock only on Dubai Eye 103.8 you're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Uh, we've been talking uh, many different themes um, over the last week or so, and today I'm coming to nicknames. School nicknames. Let's face it, we all had them, didn't we? And uh, I, I must confess, mine was big ears, because my, my ears did kind of stick out uh, when I was younger. They still do, actually. But uh, uh, big ears, that's what I, I had to endure. Um, and also Lloydy as well was uh, another one. So uh, those were my nicknames at school. We also had nicknames for teachers as well. And I remember one was called Lurch as he was kind of tall and lumbering and uh, a very odd kind of, um, you know, uh, shaped guy. Let's let's put it that way. So uh, that was another nickname that comes to mind. So once again, what was your nickname at school and did you have any for your teachers? Some lovely messages coming in. Rajani, thank you for yours. Hi, uh, my nickname as a child was Hobbit. Um, for my love of the book. It became so popular that everyone, including my family, started calling me Hobbit. Um, thanks for that, Rajani. We're going to go to the lines. We've got Shan joining us on line one. Good afternoon, Shan. How are you? Yeah, good afternoon. How are you? Fine. Thank you so much. Excellent, sir. So tell me, um, nickname at school, what was it? Yeah, it was Russian Bear. Not a, not a very nice nickname, but... No, why, why was that? Why, why Russian Bear? What was that all about? Well, uh, I was kind of big. Okay. And back in our, and back in my country, I mean, it was you know, second like common creature. So, it has stuck around. Really? So, uh, I mean, it must have been quite hurtful then that one uh, at school. I mm. mean, um, well, it's, 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 it's bear is not really a very bad animal if you would think about it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so so you were quite comfortable with it. So it was, well, yeah, it stuck on all the way to uni. <laughs> yeah, really, through to university that, that you got. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope it, as as it dropped now that um, you know you're a grown up and adult. Well, now now I'm, I'm working now, so yeah. yeah, now people don't really say that anymore. <laughs> you grew out of it. Shan, thanks so much for sharing your story with us. Um, we've also got um, uh, Bibinia on uh, line number two. Uh, uh, How do you say it, Bibiana? It's Bibiana, yes. Bibiana, I got it there in the end. Bibiana, so tell me your story then as, as to your nickname at school. Okay, so I was hockey sticks for my super skinny legs. <laughs> hockey sticks. <laughs> so where did you go to school well, then? Uh, I'm from a little city in India called Pune, which is south of Mumbai. Okay. And I went to a convent school there, yeah. But incidentally, I did play hockey, so... Yeah, it didn't bother me too much, actually. So you, uh, you were a hockey player then. Uh, so, um, I was. So I was. you had really skinny legs. And, and were you super tall as well? Uh, uh, I guess amongst... I don't consider myself super tall, but 
uh, I'm five. I was five. I am five six. Okay. But uh, I guess in comparison, maybe. Right. So um, hockey sticks. Have you have you left that behind now? Does anybody still call you that? No, nobody does because I moved out and completely new area. And okay. People actually admire my legs now. <laughs> because the weight that I put on went to to the right places. Good, good for you. Uh, Bibiana, uh, thanks so much for your call. Much appreciated. Durette joins us on the show. Good afternoon, Durette. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Fantastic. So tell me about your uh, memories of nicknames at school. Uh, well, uh, when I was primary school, we moved from uh, the East Coast in South Africa. Yeah. And in that area, they have a lot of bananas. So... Uh, my brother, actually, he was called Pishang, which is the Afrikaans for banana. Okay. And then, and then, well, that was in high school. And then a couple of years later, when I got to high school, they called me Pishanki, which is like a little banana. Really? So, so he was a big banana. You were a little banana. Um, yes. And how did you feel about that, being called banana every day? Fortunately, um, only one or two of the teachers were still left from my brother's era, so not many people knew about it. Okay, so they didn't know that it was passed down the generations in in the family. That's a great story. Um, So, uh, banana for you, Durette. Thanks so much for your call. we got Amira joining us on line number two. Good afternoon, Amira. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm very, very good. So, let's have a listen to what you uh, were nicknamed at school. Oh yeah, the fish. It was uh, it was hot dog lips. Hot dog lips. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah, I guess you could uh, you could guess that it's because of the size of my lips. My lips. Back then, I had no idea that people like in twenty years' time, people would actually make money or send money to make their lips bigger. Okay, so so you're saying you had plump plump lips? Yeah. 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 Okay, but and, and very natural. Not you don't have to put any fillers in or anything like that. No, no, no. Luckily now, no. But uh, back then, it was very unfortunate uh, features to have. Yeah, but now, now, not in twenty twenty one. You probably, you know, um, idolise for those lips that you got. You should be a supermodel, Amira. Oh well, thank you for my. <laughs> uh, Amira, thanks so much for your call. Thanks for all your messages regarding your nicknames at school. Um, Finn, you had plenty, didn't you? Um, I had a few. Titch, Britvic, Brick, Joshua, Little Finn, Finbo and Finnegan. <laughs> Take your pick, I suppose. Uh, Yvonne, apparently rave, as uh, you were at high school during the rave scene in the late 80s and early 90s. Still get called rave to this day, as I'm usually the last person to leave the party. Uh, loving that one as well. Dr. Carthy, um, good afternoon, Mark. I was called Ferrari, as my surname is Marari. <laughs> I like that one. That's a beauty. Uh, also, a rumour. Thanks for yours. Uh, your nickname was E Rumour, courtesy of the local language, which means buffalo. And my brother's is Neil, courtesy Matrix. Thank you for those. Um, all coming into four double zero one. We've got Alex joining us on line number one. Good afternoon, Alex. How you doing? Hey, good afternoon. I'm doing all right yourself. Right, very good. So, nicknames. Tell me, what 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 were you subject to at school? Well, um, the first time I think I was in a grade one and um, somebody called me Dumbo. 
Oh. I no idea why. <laughs> so the story started because I, uh, when I was a toddler, uh, my left ear broke. And they couldn't do any surgery or anything. So it's sticking out very, very much so. So this one stayed there. And my parents never, never pointed it. So they didn't want me to be upset about it. So I was a great one. I went to school and somebody called me Dumbo. And I had no idea. And it was like, I asked my mother, what is Dumbo? She's like, why? And I was like, uh, somebody's calling me Dumbo in the school. Oh, <laughs> oh I feel for it. I was in the same boat as you because my ears used to stick out. And I got that as well. Big ears, Dumbo, had it all. Uh, yeah, but uh, then uh, she put the cartoon for me. And to uh, tell you the truth, I started loving it. And uh, <laughs> I chose not to do the surgery, even I'm 40 plus now. And I still have it up. Cool. Good for you, Alex. Yeah, respect to you, Alex. I love that one. Thanks for your call. We're going to go to line number two. Uh, Willem uh, joins us on the show. Good afternoon, sir. Hi. How are you doing? Very good. So, what's your story then when it comes to nicknames, sir? Yeah. So I was called Bushman, which is like Bushman, you know, like uh, what uh, you get in southern South Africa. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, the Bushman's living in a wild. Yeah. So you know, a bushman can run can run very long distances after behind animals that they may be wounded or shot. You okay. Know? Yeah. So because I did long distance at school, they called me bushman. <laughs> you say you're and, a uh, long distance runner, right? I've got you. Yeah, I did three thousand meters. <laughs> that was my. In fact, when I went to high school in uh, grade nine. Yeah. Uh, I immediately uh, started um, because there was now a 3,000 meters for under, you know, for guys in grade nine. They were only under 70. So I went to do that and I won. <laughs> really? Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant story. Yeah. This is Dubai I 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Yes, indeed, you are, and it's time to pick up uh, your cameras, your mobile phones, whatever you take a picture on, maybe your iPad. And uh, we head over to Golf Photo Plus next, and joining us is uh, Mohamed Somji from Golf Photo Plus. Mohamed, great to have you on the show again. Always great to be here. Thanks, Mark. So you've got plenty going on at the moment. Um, when it comes to uh, photography, you've got an exhibition uh, going on, photo walks to look forward to. So let's get started. Sure thing. So um, I think that many of your listeners uh, will be familiar with the analog film photography, which, you know, we, uh, which I at least, and I'm sure you at some point uh, used to do. And it's back in vogue. It's back in fashion. People want to slow down, want to have something tactile, tangible to feel. And, you know, the excitement mm-hmm. of r- dropping your films off and waiting for a week before you get the, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we transfer uh, in your email to say these okay. are the images and, you know. Um, so we held the, uh, we held an open call in the summer, earlier in the summer, and asked people to submit their best analog images. And we had 800 uh, submissions, which was fantastic. And so we curated 100 photos uh, from nearly 80 photographers from around the world. So it's a really fantastic exhibition. There's work from everywhere. There's work that people did when they were in lockdown during COVID. That they were, you know, there's work that people have done here when the weather's been great, when the weather's been hot. It's just a stunning array of images from all over. We also collaborated with this uh, organization in Turkey that works with Syrian refugee children who shoot film uh, photographs and then develop it. So we have a whole section uh, dedicated to that. So 
the exhibition has been on since July and it closes uh, at the end of the week. But we have a closing party on the Wednesday night. So everyone's welcome. We'll have uh, a photo booth um, where we'll be shooting with the Instax, the Fujifilm Instax cameras. So people can take back a photo with them. There'll be chai for everyone. There'll be a nice hip hop playlist uh, celebrating kind of the best of film. Um, and yeah, so everyone's welcome uh, at uh, Golf Photo Plus at Ultra Avenue on um, uh, Wednesday, September 8th from 7 p.m. onwards. It's going to be a fun evening. And we'll also do a critique. People will be uploading images and um, the team will be giving people feedback in a fun kind of, you know, very relaxed way. So it'll be, it'll be great. Mm. Sounds like a great night. And I, I'm kind of thinking it's kind of, uh, you know, it's very similar to the revival of vinyl records, isn't it? You know, I mean, they pretty much disappeared for a while, but now they're outselling, you know, uh, the digital counterparts. And um, I- I'm guessing it's like that in the world of photography. Yeah, 100%. You know, somebody told me something and they're not even a photographer and they were like, you know, I'm kind of fed up of all my images being so perfect and sharp and, you know, <laughs> and, 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 you know, yeah. they really are embracing the kind of grain and the mistakes that happen when they shoot and, and the fact that they don't know what they're doing and it makes them kind of slow down and a bit more contemplative and, and, and thoughtful about, you know, each image that they take. And I think that's something that, you know, we welcome because I think, you know, there's this, uh, uh, a lot of people, you know, would go out with their cameras and, you know, be at a nice place and light would be great. And they would just spray and pray. And I think with film, it just forces you to slow down. And I think yeah. a lot of people enjoy that. And there's this, also this kind of surprise factor that I think people love. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, exciting to get you know, a lot of people, especially young people, are, are embracing this. So we get a lot of people who are buying film from us and coming to develop it. And, and we're excited to kind of harness the um, excitement of the community. Yeah, that's that feeling, wondering if your picture is going to come out good or absolutely <laughs> disastrous. I've had a few of those over the years. Anyway, that's the closing party then happening uh, on Wednesday nights and uh, really focusing uh, on the old style of photography. Now, you're also doing something uh, with family photography, Mohammed. Tell me more about this. Yeah, so we have, um, you know, a lot of people uh, uh, who have the time, uh, you know, especially uh, um, men and women who have, uh, you know, want to work talented, who have good camera equipment, and they want to be able to kind of have a side hustle or a side gig. And, you know, so they're doing family photography or people who are, you know, getting into this quite seriously and yeah. becoming independent uh, freelancers. And they want to learn how to take, uh, you know, uh, uh get family uh, assignments. So, you know, it could be portraits of the family, it could be weddings, it could be, um, you know, newborn, uh, um, you know, parties and things like that. So we we have these amazing uh, women, uh, Natalie and Leanne, who are very, very successful family photographers in their own right in Dubai. They've been working for many years and their, you know, clients love them. So they are going to be sharing their secrets and their tips and tricks on how to uh, not only make great photos during the family portrait sessions, but then also how to work with your clients, give them what they want, you know, uh, uh, help them choose the images, uh, kind of find out what the best thing to do during these sessions are. So it's called the business of family photography. And, um, you know, they're, they're wonderful. And, and they've really helped and inspired many other uh, photographers who've gone out and then launched their own successful careers doing family photography. So um, that's happening on uh, Saturday, September 18th, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And they're also doing portfolio reviews. So if you think you're kind of, you know, struggling or you want some feedback, um, you know, independently to the workshop, you can also book these uh, portfolio sessions. So uh, if you go on to govphotoplus.com and just click on workshops, you'll get all the information uh, in there. And um, that's something that's quite um, uh, popular, especially in Dubai, because a lot of people, you know, when the weather is good, want to go out and get a beach uh, photo session done or at their homes, you know, in their homes indoors. So there's a whole um, array of possibilities there. 
give me one tip, Mohammed, if I'm going to go home tonight and, and get all the family rounded up. Uh, give me just one tip that the, you would say. Okay, here you go. Don't do it at night. Okay. <laughs> Wait till the day when yeah. you have nice light and, you know, pick your room, which has the best, biggest window where the natural light's coming in. And, okay. um, you know, that kind of side light can be really beautiful. Get everybody close to the window, find a nice spot. And, you know, you could even do these on your mobile phone. So light's obviously going to be key. Um, and, you know, I think that what's really, what's really fun and what we're seeing is um, a lot of family photographers are doing much more natural, candid, spontaneous photography, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, they don't mind when if the place is a bit messy because it kind of reflects your yeah. day. And, you know, and I think that that's something that, uh, uh, you know, used to be shunned upon. People wanted everything to be perfect. <laughs> everything to be wearing, you know, uh, uh, sharply creased, you know, non-creased iron shirts and yeah. clothes. But now I think there's this much more of a acceptance and not only acceptance but a desire to kind of photograph and capture your everyday you know reality let it be messy let there be peanut butter and jam coming out of like the kids you know uh, <laughs> that's fine you know and, so there's your tip well that that's a nice easy one for me my my, uh, my particular room at home is always in a mess so that that'll be great um so that's family photography when's that happening again so that's on Saturday, September 18th. From uh, It's all day from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And I think the portfolio reviews are either the day before or the day after. So uh, cool. the info is all on our website. And finally, of course, the weather is really getting, you know, uh, uh, pr- prime at the moment. It's beautiful at kind of about uh, 6 o'clock, 5, 6 o'clock. Sun goes down and it's great for going out for a walk and maybe for a photo walk. And that's where you come in, Mohammed. Yes, exactly. And, you know, photo walks is something that's uh, one of our most popular offerings. People who are, you know, have a wide range of skills, either you're a, a starter, beginner, or you're a seasoned pro. Um, people want to discover parts of Dubai that they haven't seen or Abu Dhabi. And so we have these photo walks. And while the weather is still warm, we have a, a fantastic photo walk that's exploring the Dragon Mart. And, you know, we work, we're working with Dragon Mart and kind of found these amazing uh, portrait opportunities for people who are, you know, shopkeepers there, but also places where the light's great and, you know, you can really kind of get some great photos. So we've already hosted one of these, and it was super successful. So we have our next one on September 18th. Um, and then when the weather gets better, um, sometime uh, later in September, early October, we have uh, our you know uh, popular Bird Dubai and Karama photo walks uh, back on again. The creek side, we're going to do uh, one in Al Qudra and go early in the morning and get mm. beautiful soft light photos. And then we have one in Abu Dhabi. So we have, you know, our whole um, uh, menu of uh, photo walks back on starting October, um, you know, when the weather gets better. And uh, we have the uh, Dragon Mart one. I'm sorry, I said September 18th, the 29th of September. So, um, uh, so yeah, uh, come on down. They're affordable. They're fun. You get to meet people who have, you know, uh, um, similar interests to you and uh, make a day out of it and discover places that you haven't seen. Yeah, and of course you learn a lot as well. You've got one of your guys um, on location. I have done one of these, and uh, you know you can really surprise yourself at what you can actually snap. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that you're inspired by you know seeing what other people are photographing because you go, oh, I didn't think of that, and you know you just yeah. start, start to see things differently and see things in a different light. And uh, and I think what, what, because you know I've I've lived here for over forty years, and a lot of our guides here are not. Uh, you know, I've also lived in Dubai for a long time. They also have done a lot of research and kind of uh, found out information about, you know, uh, Karama, for example, the history. And so you're getting more than just like, you know, pretty pictures from the day. You're getting a real kind of uh, understanding of that neighborhood, who lives there, what happens there, what does it every day look like? And, you know, so I think it's, it's, uh, it's a really fun way to get and explore your city um, uh, and, and see, see it differently. 
Fantastic Mohammed Gulf Photo Plus is the place to go and uh, check all that out. Photo walks, the exhibition closing party on Wednesday and family photography as well. Always a pleasure to have uh, Mohammed on the show. This is Dubai I 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. We're turning our attention to the world of theatre right now and uh, The Wolves is a portrait of life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness for a group of girls on a soccer team, uh, which sounds like a very, very unique kind of performance. And uh, we're going to speak to a couple of the characters. We've got Gail joining us on the show. Good afternoon, Gail. Hi. Hi. Hello. Great to have you. And uh, also Somia. Somia. Hello. Hello there. Great to have a couple of girls who are both footballers as well on the show. Right. So, Gail, um, I, I believe you're the captain of the team. Tell me a little bit about your role. Okay, so my role, I play number 25, the captain. So I'm, I would say, I'm the most responsible one. Uh, keeping the girls in line, you know, getting them prepared for the games. Uh, my relationship with most of the girls is that I have a mutual uh, good relationship with everyone, except for number seven. Number seven, you'll see we're more of rivals, I would say. She's the vice captain. And uh, you see throughout the play how our relationship unfolds and the dramas that we have between us. Dramas. So with her, <laughs> yes, I would call it very, 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 very healthy, but uh, interesting <laughs> dramas that come across with both of us. All right. Now- um, and yeah, and you get to see that unfold. Uh, now, Somia, on the other hand, uh, you are apparently the friendliest heart of the team so just describe your um, character for me yeah uh, my character is number 14 i am number seven's best friend so um i play this enduring happy-go-lucky kind of person who is loved by everyone is super friendly and has really good relations with everyone on the team but in reality she's like super insecure and just wants to fit in So she kind of overcompensates by being over-friendly and more tolerant of how her best friend treats her than she would like. But it also is about how she finds her voice, which is, I think, super close to my heart as well. So, Gail, um, tell me a little bit about the the storyline of it and, you know, what kind of emotions you you bring out with uh, Wolves. Okay, so the storyline is, uh, as you mentioned earlier, you get to see... um, the, the kinds of discussions that would happen amongst a female, uh, a female environment. So, from uh, speaking from politics to speaking to, uh, to uh, about menstrual cycles, and you get to see how the different opinions of all the different characters come alive, and how they share and express themselves in different ways. Um, sometimes it turns out well, and sometimes when it doesn't, I, as the captain, get to step in and uh, put them back in line <laughs> again and have them focus. Okay, yes. There's a time for chat and then there's a time for play. Know the difference, and if you don't, I'm going to make sure you do. <laughs> you sound like you're a very, um, a very strong captain there, Gail. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, coming back to Somia a little bit, I mean, how has it been getting into character for you? And tell me a little bit about the rest of the cast who appear in, uh, in this production. Yeah, um, we have, like, all the characters in the play kind of struggle in their own ways to fit in and to stand out as well. Um, so in the play, we see how each of us distinguish ourselves while also being like a really good team player, or at least try it. Um, <laughs> each of the characters are perfectly imperfect, uh, but it's also very relatable. Um, and like, of course, like, you know, Gail said, there's growing realization of like politics in the world, but also politics within the team and how teammates kind of comfort, find comfort in each other 
So there's like this shift of status as the play progresses and the players become more and more relatable to the audience. Uh, right. So, uh, I mean, Gail, have you had fun actually rehearsing this? Is it a role that you've really enjoyed? Oh, I've had a really good time um, rehearsing for this role. I did audition for this particular uh, role itself, so I was very, very happy to okay. be taken on for that role. Yeah. Um, but actually being becoming prepared for it has been, it's been an amazing journey because it's helped me understand who I am as an actor and helped me discover things uh, that I didn't know before of myself as an actor and to also explore the character of uh, number 25 and how relatable she can be to everybody in the team. And I would hope that the audience will get to see um, her character come alive during the play. Do you get to play any football on stage? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's your goalkeeper? Yeah, absolutely. You guys are going to see some crazy moves from us. Really? 9th, 10th, 11th. Come down, check us out. So, uh, 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 Ronaldo, better watch out, yeah? Um, who's, who's, your better watch out. who's your goalkeeper? Do you have a goalkeeper? We do, yes. Double O. Double O, right. Double O is our goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah. So, Samia, um, how many performances are going to be happening and where can we get tickets to come along and watch what will sounds like it's going to be a really interesting uh, play? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's going to be on September 9, 10 and 11. We have four shows. Um, on 9th and 10th, it's 7.30 p.m. And on 11th, it's 2.30 and 7.30 p.m. Okay. So, uh, you can get your tickets on Book My Show. Yeah. And we'd love to see you there. Uh, Gail, uh, what, what colour shirts have you got? What's, what's your team strip like? Well, we've got uh, both or- uh, bright orange colour as well as navy blue. Nice. So right. we're just going to be an alternating of it. So uh, for those who want to come and see more than one show, uh, you're going to be able to see two of our different uniforms. <laughs> well, watch it in the so orange it's... and watch it in the blue. And, and Gail, I mean, yeah, are, you, are you a football fan after, um, you know, getting into this role? Well, I used to play football before. So it's right. uh, kind of just uh, getting my feet back, uh, you know, used to having my feet back on the ball and uh, doing it at the same time while being on stage. So... Nice. No pressure, yeah. No wonder. So no wonder you auditioned for this role, eh? No wonder. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about it, and I'm hoping more and more people get to come and watch us. Brilliant. That's Wolves then happening um, this coming weekend. Go along and see. It sounds like it's going to be a real blast over at the Junction. This is lunch with Lloyd on Dubai Eye one hundred three point eight. Yeah, welcome back to the show, and we are going to talk some music right now. And I can tell you, uh, a show that's uh, very highly anticipated coming out. To uh, the city's the theatre by QE2 is the Queen Experience, and uh, they've actually had to add extra dates as it's such a popular production. And joining us uh, on the show right now is the man who plays uh, Freddie himself, Ian Beatty. How are you, sir? Hello, Mark. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on the show. Uh, yes, I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, very, very good. And, and, and you must be super happy to be coming back out here to uh, Dubai and also just getting back on stages because it's been a difficult year for you. Oh, it has indeed. Yeah, we're very excited about coming over. We've, um, yeah, our first show back was only in June. We'd, we've basically been 15 months without any shows, but, but over here now in the UK, it's, it's really just took off again. I mean, we're in the midst of, um, I think we've got 18 shows this month in September, so <laughs> wow. it's really busy. <laughs> so you really are seriously back on the road. So tell me about the band and, uh, you know, what people can expect from the Queen experience. Oh, uh, well, a lot of energy. Uh, all the greatest hits, um, and it's it, it's 
Pretty much uh, a reenactment of Queen when they were live in, in the in the prime in the mid eighties. Really, uh, we basically uh, revolved the show around that kind of um, around that time. Uh, so yeah, they could expect all the greatest hits and uh, lots of fun, lots of energy, lots of interaction, and um, obviously it's as authentic as we as as we can get really uh, in terms of um, sound and mannerisms and and all that sort of uh, yeah. that you'd expect in a tribute show. I mean, having had all that time off, all you know, all them months and months and months off. I mean, how was it getting back <laughs> into character that first show, getting back to becoming Freddie again? Well, yeah, the first show was it was a little um, a little bit nervous because which I don't usually get that massively nervous because I'm I'm just so used to doing it. But it was very strange, yeah, the first show back. But uh, I did actually do a lot of rehearsals in the lockdown just to keep myself, you yeah. know, um, on top on top of it. But uh, yeah, it was, it's it's been a surreal year for all of us and and. And certainly for his entertainers as well. It's, it, I know there's been a lot of anxiety and nerves with people coming back to the stage, but uh, it's settled down again now. It's like we've never been away. <laughs> uh, so how did you first start being Freddie Mercury in the Queen experience? I mean, uh, were you singing other stuff before you actually, you know, decided to focus on, yeah. on Freddie? I was, actually. I did a lot of my own material uh, years ago, and then about eight years ago, um, we kind of formed a Queen tribute band, and 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 the, the the funny story goes is that I was actually the John Deacon in the band. I was the bass player uh, okay. <laughs> to start with, and and it kind I kind of fell into it because what happened was the um the, the it didn't work out with the Freddie. He was it was was having problems. He wasn't turning up to rehearsals and stuff like that. And and the guys just said to me, why don't why don't you do it? You're doing all the singing in rehearsals. You know, we think you'd be great at it. And I, and I was like, what? No, I'm I'm the bass player. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, we think you can do it. We think you could do it. So. I kind of just it just sort of happened from there really, and then and then so I took on the mammoth task of uh, you know of, of doing it, which took a lot of a lot a lot of work. Uh, vocally, I was always I always had a high range, so yeah. that wasn't really uh, a problem. It was just more the, um, the you know the showmanship side, the mannerisms, the yeah. you know interaction, that sort of thing, and and obviously once that once that all comes together um, within within um, well I'd say within a couple of years really when it really started to Mm. get honed into work to the to the level where it, it needed to get to but then since then it's just got bigger and bigger and bigger and it's just it's just very strange because <laughs> i never in a million years if you'd have come up to me as a, <laughs> a, a you know as a schoolboy or whatever said oh you'll be a professional freddie mercury tribute when you yeah, i would never have bought it what? yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean i suppose in some ways you know you mentioned the mannerisms there which is super important but i mean freddie mercury yeah. had such individual mannerisms that that nobody else yeah. has got so you've got a good kind of palette to work with Indeed, yes. There's so much, just so many little different things you put into a show, facial, you know, just even the facial expressions and things like that. The more you you open, you go into it. There's always there's more there's always more to learn. I mean, I'm always there's there's new things that are coming into show into the show all the time. And I think, oh, what was that? That wasn't. Mm. But when you're into character, it's strange thing that when you go into character, you just kind of. Um, it's it's like a switch. It's is very. I cannot put into words. It's very strange. But once you're at that stage, you know you got that jacket on. You do kind of just go totally into character, and it's yeah. almost like method acting in a way. It's yeah. genuine. It's like it's more acting than it is um, than anything else really. Because you, you have to 100% go into character. There's there's no other way to do it. Um, so you know you, you got to be a bit cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> you know you got you got to do all that and. Um, yeah, it's but it, but it's so exciting the enthusiasm and the, the, the you know that that people you know 
uh, it's never gone away for Queen. I don't mm. think it's ever gone away. But obviously with the movie as well, I think that ignited um, newer generations to it as well. And it's just, um, yeah, it's, it, every show is a different story, but it, the excitement is, is always, always there. What are the most demanding songs to sing? I mean, you've got a massive catalogue <laughs> of, of songs, you know. Um, oh, uh, great question. Uh, great question, yeah. Go on then. Ooh, Bohe- I, is it Bohemian Rhapsody? You know, Bohemian Rhapsody, it's not really. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful, it's my favourite, probably my favourite Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, you'd be surprised, some of the most demanding ones are actually uh, arguably... Um, sort of show must go on and who wants to live forever because there's such high range and they've got some big notes in there so vocally they're the most demanding i would say you're right the show must go on and the show is definitely going on are you excited about coming out to uh, theater by qe2 we really are we've been looking forward to this for some time because we've obviously had to reschedule a few times uh with the pandemic and uh finally it's here we're just so excited we can't wait can't wait it's only a few weeks away so yeah Bring it on. Yeah, um, so uh, 23rd, 24th, there's uh, also a matinee as well on the 24th. Um, they're pretty much yeah. sold out. Extra dates have been added on the 22nd and 25th. So you're going to uh, get to spend some time in our city. I mean, uh, anything that you want to be getting up to, exploring? Well, uh, it's, just can't wait to see the ship, really. We've never actually been on the QE2, so that's okay. going to be exciting. And, um, yeah, so just... Um, uh, we just want to see as much as we can if we've got the time, you know, between the shows. <laughs> I don't know if we'll have a great deal of time. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Ian, uh, Freddie Mercury in uh, the Queen Experience. We can't wait for you to be out here in, in Dubai in September. And um, take care of yourself. Take care of that voice. Yeah, we want to hear those high notes when you come out. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Mike. A real pleasure. That's Ian Beatty once again. He takes on the role of Freddie Mercury.